Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AJF Plaster, with myself, Steve Nussbaum. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded Lejande, the one and only, the daddy-o. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 277. Thanks to everyone, as always, who tuned into our show last week, and we were just looking at the stats on SoundCloud because obviously it's publicly available information and overwhelmed by the amount of listens we've had um, over the course of the last few weeks so it's not been an easy listen we appreciate that so thanks to everybody who stuck with us and listened to us waffle on about what had happened and it wasn't particularly positive so thank you once again we appreciate that very much and what a difference a week makes. We finally saw the club appoint a new manager in Richie, or new head coach. Head coach, Rich, I believe the term is. In Richie Welland. <laughs> changing from convention and going with a two and a half year deal rather than a 12 month rolling contract. So we've only got the one game to review, but loads of views, loads of opinions, and we'll catch up on a fairly quiet week that was. Yeah, absolutely. But before we do, let's give a shout out to the podcast sponsors who are AJF Plastering who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company who cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. Mr. Wenins, this applies to you, my friend. So if you need <laughs> anything now. done in your new habitat, in your new home, if the plastering isn't up to scratch, give Adam a shout-out or a call. You can look at their website, which is at www.agfplastering.co.uk. Or you can email the team at ageofplastering at outlook.com. Like all good businesses, they are on social media. So they're on Facebook and Instagram under AGF Plastering. And head honcho Adam Francis can be found on Twitter under Big Ads with a Z L O F C. He absolutely can. So, Supporters Club update there are coaches going to Forest Green. They're going to leave at 2 o'clock on Tuesday, the 15th of March, because it's a 7 45 kickoff £33 is your adult fare £30 is your concession fee on that one and we are going to Harrogate on Tuesday the 22nd of March that's a seven o'clock kickoff slightly earlier uh, as you may be aware coaches are going to leave at midday and as you may have uh, heard and we'll cover it later in the weekly roundup uh, the coaches are free the club are laying on free coaches for the trip to Harrogate on the 22nd of March. So get signed up uh, with that one. You can either do that in the Supporters Club or you can call the travel line, which is 07507 539 579. And just remember that the £33 or £30 concession fare doesn't include your match day ticket. That is on top of that. Very nicely done. Thank you. Bid Lejande. Two pieces of AOB this week. The first one is a massive congratulations to O's fan Stuart Hebron, who manages the UPR Pumas under-13s, and to Super Harry Hebron, who plays for them. They reached their League Cup final today. Semi-final uh, was played. They won the game 7-3. Goals galore in that one. So well done to Stu. Mm. Well done to Super Harry Hebron. Good luck in the final one. All the best from yourself, Stand Chums. Absolutely, and good luck for the rest of the season. We also uh, have had a flurry of emails in uh, the past couple of weeks. Our email address, if you're not on socials, is orientoutlook at outlook.com. We welcome emails. And we had a really, really brilliant email from John Muncy earlier in the week. Made some fantastic points in there. One in particular that I hadn't particularly picked up on, but John, well done for for making a mention of it. Uh, 
Um, he said, the current players are not performing and appear disinterested. Please listen to your interview with Jamie Turley as a clue as to what could be behind the situation. If Martin Ling has already informed the current squad of players as to their traffic-like contract renewal status, then it's no wonder the players, like Prattley, are not performing. Exactly the same thing happened last year when we were apparently pushing for promotion when some players had already been told that they were free to find other clubs. So, good point uh, made very nicely there, John. And uh, thanks for listening all the way from Switzerland. And to anybody else listening outside of the United Kingdom, we are very grateful to you for finding us in the first place and for listening to, to our shows. Very humbled by that. Thanks very much, John. And like I say, welcome to anybody... Uh, to send us an email or in outlook at outlook.com is our very nice email address. Great stuff. Very smooth this evening we are. So let's do the week that was hopefully a week that will live long in the memory with the appointment of a new head coach. So first up, happy Monday, the 7th of March. And it was a quiet day at the club despite many O's fans hoping for a managerial appointment. There wasn't one. So they just had to listen to us waffle on all day with episode 276. Absolutely. Thanks to the club for not revealing that as episode 276 <laughs> had just come out. Really appreciate the collaboration there, guys. To Huawei, Tuesday, the 8th of March. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah, also on this day, we say a happy heavenly birthday to O's legend, Laurie Cunningham, who would have turned 66 on this day. Absolutely. The club announced that the newly formed LGBTQ plus supporters group will host its first meeting later in the week. That was held on the th- on Thursday, the 10th of March. And I'm not sure if the club will be publishing minutes from that meeting or any findings from it. Uh, but we welcome uh, the club for um, embracing this and uh, and hosting that, that that supporters group. Really. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm sure the club will put something out. I imagine they will do. They're very good with stuff like that. So let's go to Wednesday, the 9th of March, a newly christened Wellens Wednesday, as at 2pm the club announced what we already knew as Richie Wellens was confirmed as the new head coach of Leighton Orient on a two and a half year contract. Richie said it's a really good football club and from my initial conversations with the owners, the vision is forward thinking and they want to improve the club's position. I've always, wanted, I've always enjoyed bringing my teams here and the potential to improve here is clear to see. Went on to say, I want the fans to really buy into what we're about and improve the match experience for them. Football is about having fun and we'll be keen to give them something to shout about. Yeah, Nigel Travis was also quoted in this release. He said, in the last week I spent many hours with Richie and I'm convinced that he is the man to firstly get us out of the disappointing predicament we find ourselves in and then hopefully next season to move us forward and up table your views yeah my views I was really, really happy with that actually um, he was a name who was banded about last summer and it seemed like he was quite close to him or Jacket getting the job so I was quite happy with the um, the Wellens appointment good football philosophy I like what he's got to say about style of football I think he's been quite vocal on that I like the two and a half year deal that you mentioned earlier I think having a manager who's not on a one year rolling contract is a much better situation um, for everyone in terms of clarity, he knows he's got two and a half years to work with and what's expected of him. And he made a point of saying that Swindon, it took him, he had to have like three transfer windows until he got essentially who he wanted in the building playing the style of football he wanted. But I think he's been clear in his communication, which has been good. I think he's been concise. I don't think he'll be a pushover. I think he sounds and looks very firm and his expectations uh, will be clear. It seems like you wouldn't want to get in his wrong side. Hmm. 
I think he's highly motivated. I think he realises this is a big opportunity for him to get his managerial career back on track after what can only be seen as a failure, I guess, at Doncaster, even though he said there were red flags there when he took the job. So all in all, I think he seems like a good fit. I mean, there's been comparisons to Justin already that I'm not too keen on, if I'm honest. I think you've got to let him be his own man. You know, Justin was in a similar position when he came to us, but I'm very... I don't want to start comparing people to Justin on the back of how they sound or what they're saying. Let him do his own thing for the first six months and we can make a call on it then. But all in all, very happy. Seems like a good fit so far and I think it's the kind of manager we needed. Someone a bit younger but with the experience which is somewhere in the middle of where Jacket was and where Embleton was and he's got promotion out of a League 2 yeah, recently. So And a cup. And a cup. So all in all, yeah, really, really happy with this. Really... Really happy. Uh, your views being the Lejande? Initially, I was a little bit meh. I think the hangover of appointing a stellar name like Kenny Jacket that didn't work out was still playing heavily on my mind. We, we needed someone to come in the building. We needed someone, like Matt Harold was still on his coaching journey. So we absolutely needed someone who could uh, grab this squad by the scruff of the neck and, and assemble them in such a way that would pull us further up the table. There's no question or doubt about that. But having heard his press conference, having heard his his interview with the club, I was uh, I thought he was excellent. I thought he spoke really honestly, which is number one, really commendable. Sometimes it can be dangerous, but how he's put out what he said about he was honest about why it didn't work at Doncaster. He let his heart rule his head yeah. in that situation. Really bluntly honest about that, and that's fair enough. I was like, oh, would Doncaster be happy to hear that? But actually. I think maybe he probably would have said that on his exit conversation with them as well. Um, the way he spoke about the fact that at the moment it's not about playing pretty football, it's about yeah. getting us up the table. How we do that, it doesn't really matter. And quite frankly, I'm happy to sit for, sit and look at the rest of the season and watch 10 ugly 1-0 wins if it pulls us up the table um, rather than drab 1-0 losses and games that we could have, should have won. That kind of stuff. Like, let's just... And then next season, like he says, get the players in the building that he wants and then we can look around this time next year to be playing that pretty football. I thought he was very clever uh, in his first meeting with the team that the club put out on YouTube when he walks into the room and he make and he, he's just full of praise from straight away. So he kind of says, you know, I, I can see confidence is low, it's a bit tense in here. Then he goes and makes them all go and put one thing they're all going to bring to the table on the board. But already within that, he kind of praises Dryman he praises Smith, he praises Archibald, he says I've got the two, I've got top 10 scorers in here. He's very clever mentally, yep. already building them up before he's even done anything else. So he realises that, the men, and he mentioned it again in his interview, saying I think it was a certain percentage about ability and a certain percentage around kind of the mentality. So you can already see from his first meeting, he's already trying to instil a different winning mentality and bring confidence back it's it's uh, yeah you, you make an absolutely outstanding point one the, the first thing when i watched his uh, the the fantastic behind the scenes footage which i would love more of yeah. i would absolutely love to know more about what goes on behind the scenes on and I, I appreciate for confidentiality purposes that that's not always going to be possible but you're absolutely spot on for him getting the players to buy to his career what he's doing there is creating a culture of, course is, yeah, of yeah. accountability yeah. 
where everybody has to be accountable for something, whether that means that you're going to come in and be have a positive mental attitude towards everything and be open to his ideas, even if you're not done them before, even if it's something that you're not sure about, that you're just going to embrace it, whatever that whatever that thing is, that you are going to be held accountable. So that he, if he sees that you're not doing that one thing, he only asks for one thing, and if you're not doing it, it's going to pull you up on it. So they've bought into that already. And for me, as a culture creator, which is essentially what he has to do as a manager, they, they can all play football, but it's the other bit, the mentality yeah, bit, is yeah, the yeah. 20% or the 80%. The 20% is ability and 80% is mentality. So if he can work on the mentality side of things, he'll, he'll create the right culture. And I love that, absolutely love that. Um, and like we said earlier, two and a half year contract rather than a 12 month contract, rolling contract. Yeah, I don't actually know what the fundamental difference between the two are. One ends in two and a half years and one rolls. I, I'm on board with yeah. that side of things. But what does that mean to the manager? Why not just, why isn't everyone just on a 12 month rolling contract? Or why isn't everyone on a fixed period contract? So look, we'll see what happens. Like you said, he needs a two or three transfer windows, maybe he can find the ability that he's got in the squad and doesn't necessarily need as many transfer windows, but he'll have the summer in three months' time and we'll see what happens. Then he'll have the January transfer yeah, window absolutely. and we'll see, we'll see where we yeah. go from there. So actually, having heard him speak, I'm fully on board and I'm really enthusiastic with this appointment, whereas prior to it, when it was just announced, I wasn't so sure. Okay. Good points. I think he already knows also, doesn't he? Knows Viggs. Because he worked with Swindon. Tom James. Tom James. From Salford. From Salford. And he seems to have a decent idea of who of who he wants and, yeah. and what he what he wants out of the team. So yeah. yeah, great stuff. As you can imagine, lots and lots of tweets into us at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers when whiz, when this was announced. Bet are late and never. So I remember how Swindon made it look like men against boys when they beat us back then. Hope we play fast attacking football and stop lumping the bloody ball. I remember that all too well. 3-0 mm. down at half-time. They absolutely destroyed us on that day. And that yeah. was a team with... That wasn't a terrible team who we had out at the time. Matt Harold even scored in that game, if you remember that one. It was a crazy game. They were outstanding that day, Swindon. So, and that's because he was given the time to create the team absolutely. that he wanted, the culture that he wanted. So he, there is something in there. And maybe this is now the right culture club at the club with the right structure in place for him and therefore the right ability to be able to or the, the right opportunity for him it is all about opportunity Boatsy tweeted in and said they took their time but hopefully a great fit for Leighton Orient Wellens has plenty of experience at League 2 and knows how to galvanise a team must get a positive result Saturday which he did and go on a run till the end of the season Richie speaks really well and makes a great point about connecting with the fans that's so important and really helps boost morale in the club which transpires onto the pitch we never had a connection with Kenny Jacket, so let's hope Richie keeps his side. Hashtag Wellins Wednesday beat us to it. At fantastic <laughs> points. Fantastic points is made there about the connection to the club. Very Kenny Jacket felt very kind of them and us. It's like, well, I'm Kenny Jacket. I don't need to do that because I'm Kenny Jacket. That's kind of my mentality towards Kenny. I've got nothing against him. Just, I just like you've asserted on a few podcasts recently. There's no connection. We don't associate or connect with the players. And the management, and that's because they never came on any of the fan media, so we never got to hear them. He never always spoke at the end about how great the travelling fans are and the fans have been supportive and blah, blah, blah. But that, to me, was a bit more like lip service rather than yeah, anything sure. more meaningful. Yeah, good points from Ben there. Yeah, Richie has made various points uh, through his club interviews about how important 
the fan base are not just once and not just through prompts from Dave Victor but Correct. many many times so yeah. yeah good good points there from Ben Paul Skinner 88 said a reasonable appointment we'll get my support to the end of the season then we'll see where we are Record Blue App said just needs to keep us up this season anything further is a bonus as he doesn't stick around too long hopefully he does with yeah. us Dave M1812 says welcome Rishi we've tried new we've tried very experienced all this has proven is that it is all a bit potluck Rishi is a good choice Knows this level well and has had success. So let's get behind him and give him time. Lyndon Orient said, happy with that. I think it's a good fit for both parties. He's won the league at this level. I just hope it's not too late to change it around. Some players need a kick up the backside to work. I think Wellens is brave enough to do that. Yeah, Mr. Unsquad T82 says, good appointment. He's got experience and he's won a couple of cups, but also young enough that we've got him when hopefully his career is on an upward trajectory yeah. and hopefully we'll have a better grasp of the modern game. Agree. El Hangel said, wish him well. He's got a tough job on his hands and fair play to the people at the top of LOFC. They've taken a bit of flack in recent weeks and easily could have stuck with Matt Harold. Yeah, good point there. Wiggy underscore cut. Just can't judge him too much with these plays. He's been left with all I hope for is to avoid relegation. And in the summer, I hope he clears out all the dross and starts again. Then it's fair to judge him. This squad he's picking up is horrendous. So I wish him all the best. Paul Staines, 86, said, Like I said previously, I didn't care who it was that we appointed as long as they keep us up from relegation and back up to where we should be. Good luck to Richie. Hopefully we survive the drop. Then he has the summer to work out who he wants to bring in. Steve DF1 says, this is a higher risk appointment given his mixed results elsewhere. Like the sound of his attacking policy though, and that Swindon team certainly looked good at Brisbane Road. But why has it taken two weeks and three games though when we'd interviewed him last year? That's a really important point to get such each other. Such a great point. <laughs> That's such a great point. If he's been available, I guess the answer from the club will be that they've been thorough in searching the market. I think... Well, I don't think in the interview. I think a similar question was asked, and Martin Link said we we do we did the proper interview process, process where he said other clubs maybe didn't do that. Great point. Well, arguably, Carlisle are four unbeaten since Paul Simpson has come in. Not not just four unbeaten. They've four won wins. all four and are sitting seventeenth and prob- and won't probably go down now. Correct. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like a question yeah. mark but but I understand that they want to search thoroughly and make sure that they're not just appointing him just because they spoke to him last year you know he's had another job since then he's been affected yes, yeah. is he in the right mental space to be dealing with this tough job this is a tough job we're arguably I'm going to say it, we're a big club in this league we're a big fish this is a tough job for someone to come in we heard plenty of people didn't want it and they didn't back themselves, but Richie's come in and we just yeah. needed to make sure he's got the right attitude and the right mindset as to how he's going to drag us up the table. So, yeah, maybe that does take a bit longer. Uh, Les LK 52 said, given the circumstances, it's a good appointment, but I'm cautious as we all got excited when Jacket was appointed. So we'll see. Good point. Uh, the fans must get behind the team, especially at home, as this is where our league safety lies. Win three or four and the odd draw and we'll be fine. Yeah. Orient fan underscore eighteen eighty one. So I was never keen on the idea, but he speaks so well and will hopefully give the players the mm. lift they need. I still think Ling is a big problem, but good luck to Richie. John McNabo said, Great appointment, and while we were all delighted with the Kenny Jacket appointment, I think Richie Wellens is the one that got away last year. Yeah, Millar President said interesting appointment. Sacked twice, promoted once with some silverware to boot. It was down to Wellens or Curl at the final hurdle. Apparently, he's a bit arrogant, but hopefully, it's just confidence. I'm looking forward to hopefully staying up 
and playing some exciting football next season. G Shaw Zero said got his work cut out with the current squad but wish him all the best and hope he can keep us out of trouble then make sweeping changes in the summer. His magic you know Dean underscore seven Cox tweeted I said keep us up clear out in the summer better recruitment to at least make the playoffs next season. I wish him all the best. Love it when an ex-player gets in touch. Casey Adams LOFC said the way that he speaks is something we've missed for the past three to five years. A tough northerner that won't take nonsense off anyone. I'm excited about this appointment. <laughs> and the final tweet on the appointment of Richie when it goes to Mark was 0748710. says, hoping it goes well. He'll be a magician if he can get this midfield to pass and move in a forward direction. <laughs> he made a great point yesterday, actually, about the midfield um, in his post-match, saying like the distance between the midfield and the forward and the midfield and the defence was like ridiculous. And the midfield were having to do so much to to win the second balls because they were so far away from the defence and so far away from midfield. So it looks like he's already kind of put his practice in place. Yeah. yeah. Mark went on to say, let's just stay up, start this all over again and hopefully they can change Ling's title and position as I feel it is dividing so many of us. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us on Wednesday about the appointment of Richie Wallace. We could have read a lot more out and been here for a lot longer, but those were the main points that came out of it. So thanks to everyone. Absolutely. The club also announced on Wednesday that it would be joining a Euro- yeah, sorry, joining a Ukraine humanitarian aid campaign organised by the London football scene and will be having a bucket collection at the next home game against Rochdale on Saturday the 19th of March. Yeah, good to see you yeah. So if you've got any spare change next Saturday, put it in the buckets for yep. Ukraine. So moving on into Thursday the 10th of March and the club revealed... As we mentioned earlier, it would be offering fans free coach travel for our trip to Harrogate on Tuesday the 22nd of March. Obviously off the back of that game being postponed really late in the day um, when it was snowing back at Harrogate. So well played everyone at the club for that one. Also on Thursday the 10th of March, ex-Orient player Paul Terry was announced as the new assistant manager at Orient as he left his position as loans manager at West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, when in winter say, Paul joined me at Oldham when John Sheridan and Tommy Wright were sacked. I invited Paul to come in and try to help, and he did a fantastic job there. He's someone who I trust, and I'll be looking to him and Matt Harrell to provide that support to me. Yeah, a lot of controversial uh, controversy, shall we say, and a lot of opinions uh, about this one. I mean, doesn't really impress me very much. We were talking about this before we started recording. He's got a rather colourful and slightly distasteful past, I think it's fair to say. So it surprised me that the club have appointed him because of that, because we're a community, family, positive, forward-thinking club. Um, But he's working with us now. I'll support the management for the greater good of the club because he's pulling in our direction now. But he wouldn't have been my first choice. I guess the fact that he's been an agent, so he's got good links. He's been the loans manager at a, a top championship top club. Head. So he's got yeah. uh, fantastic links through uh, to other clubs. His brother, obviously, is is at Chelsea, uh, coach at Chelsea. His brother's got good links at Villa as well. You just don't know. So there's a lot of things that make sense about it. It's just his colourful, yeah. distasteful past, as I mentioned. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've stolen most of my points, so there's nothing really <laughs> else for me to say. I would Sorry. say, you know, it's obvious that Richie, in the, his press conference on Wednesday, spoke about the assistant manager position, said he was trying to bring someone in. I think from the quote we read, he says he trusts Paul Terry, and that's very important. And I think he's probably pushed for Paul Terry quite hard to get him in the building, which shows you how much Richie values him. 
and like we said, you know, not the best character reference I think some people would give him. However, I think that probably happens to a lot of players that we don't hear about. And like you said, might not be ideal, but I think we have to support him. I mean, I've seen some comments where people said that I'm not going to renew my season ticket because he's at the club and people are against it that much, which everyone's obviously got a prerogative yeah. to do so. And I'm sure the club would have you know, thought that could happen. But I think mm. from my you know, personal view, I need to, we need to support him, get behind him. Yeah, there could have been much better appointments out there, but he's at Orient now and Richie obviously wanted him. And like you said, you know, knows the loan market, will have a very good grasp of the players around the championship. And his brother's John Terry. There's a lot of good kids at Chelsea Football Club. I think Chelsea have won quite a few youth cups in the last couple of years. You can't break down or can't break free. And if John wants to, John Terry wants to get any of those kids out to a League One or League Two club, who's he going to go with? A random manager he doesn't know, or his brother going, John, John, can you sort me out? This central midfield that we're like, you know. I, I, I know who will probably get the benefit of the doubt in that situation mm. whoever will go so yeah I can completely see how it is dividing fans and there's been a lot of passionate comments around it um, but I guess we'll see what happens absolutely so we'll move on then yes. it's Friday the 11th of March quiet day at the club no news to report yeah so we go on to Saturday the 12th of March and the young guys were in action in the morning they welcomed Forest Green Rovers Forest Green Rovers took the lead in this one in the 22nd minute and that's how the game stayed at half time and that's the way the game finished as the Young O's suffered a 1-0 home defeat so unlucky there to the Young O's yeah the main event of the day was Hartlepool United away before the game as always we run a Twitter poll to find out how you think the O's are going to get on in this and after 236 votes in 24 hours 28% thought that we'd lose 30% thought we'd draw and 42% thought we'd win. So thanks to everyone who took a moment to cast their vote. Yeah, so at 2pm, the team was announced for this one with Lawrence Vigarou in goal at the back. Adam Thompson, Omar Beckles, George Ray and Connor Wood with Ethan Coleman and Hector Kipriano in the middle. Rusa Tiru, Paul Smyre, Theo Archibald and Harry Smith making up the 11. On the subspeds, Red Sergeant, Ogie, Young, Khan, Dryan and Noble and Iberia. Yeah, Richie Wellens named his first side and made two changes from the Stevenage game as Paul Smith and Hector Kipriano came in for Darren Prattley and Matt Young. Darren Prattley didn't even make the squad, so that was very interesting. See, I like the look of this. Looks like a 4-2-3-1. I quite like that formation because it means that we've got a five in midfield, however that's arranged. Um, but then we've also got a really good way of springing a counter-attack with the likes of Smith and... Um, Archibald being the pace and, and having Big Smith up front. Ruel knows his way around the uh, penalty box as well. It could have been easily a 4-4-2 with, Col yeah. with um, Archibald and Smith wide and, and Ruel and, and, and Harry up top. It could have quite easily have moulded into that. But quite quite impressed by this. Um, yeah, see see what happened. Yeah, I mean, I he made the, Richie made a point of saying he'd been watching games for the last six or seven matches since Kenny was sacked so I thought there might be more changes to that actually mm. I thought given the form of George Ray and Beckles I thought maybe Paogi as like the left centre back and because he, he was obviously he was going to leave Connor Wood where he was because he mentioned Connor Wood a few times in his mm. interview uh, and on that behind the scenes he'd mentioned Connor so I knew Connor was going to start but I thought he might have taken Ray out and tried to put Ogie as a left central back but mm -hmm. fair play to him um at the time, I thought, where was Prattley? But obviously, that got explained in his post-match uh, comments. Just to come back to you on Shad Ogie, it's, uh, I feel for Shad because he's played brilliantly and Very he doesn't well. deserve to be dropped. 
I don't feel that anyway. Um, yeah, so I feel I feel for Shad to be fair. I, I don't know what he's done to deserve not being, not playing, particularly when he's been consistently good when others around him have been consistently poor. Mentality, ability, whatever you want to look yeah, at. Sure. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're. I think you're spot on there. I would have, and obviously Matt Harold had the opportunity to to you know reinstate him, but he hasn't. Yeah. So. Not sure what, what's amiss there, but I, I completely agree with you. Shad should be in the squad. I also thought Riley might make it into the eleven because after Coleman's performance last Saturday, which, let's be honest, was pretty poor, poor and I saw Riley in most of the training montage videos, I thought, oh, he might put Riley in just to get a bit of experience in the middle. But as it turned out, Riley didn't even make the bench. He's probably mm. injured uh, again, mm. potentially. But no, decent. And like you said, it can be 4 2 three, one. You can flip back to a four-five-one. You can flip back to a four-four-two. So it gives him options. Yeah. And looking at the bench, you know, Khan, Drynan, Nublé, decent options there from a from a forward uh, perspective, and Abirio as well, who I've not seen too much of. So decent enough to go away to Hartlepool. Definitely decent. So Agreed. lots of views come in on this one. PM three one nine seven zero. The birthday boy from Friday. So happy birthday to Paul. Kind of says what I just said. How is Ray? playing instead of Ogie. Yeah, LOFC Theresa said, like the attack, feeling confident. Uh, James O'Hagan said, I love the attack-minded lineup. Hopefully, the Smith, and if he's used a dry enough October to December, can start turning up again. Len Chin Chin One said, good to see Paul Smith starting. I think Ogie is needed in defence and should start. Otis Khan will be needed today. His pace is important. Otherwise, agreed, a strong team. And Wilco 300 said, Beckles needs to step up. And Coleman's a big risk. I wouldn't have taken. Well, there you go. So, Harleypool got the match underway. We won a free kick in the sixth minute as Paul Smith was fouled. Theo Archibald's free kick hit the wall and Hector Kepriano kept the ball, sorry, kept the opportunity alive and Harry Smith was close to getting his head on the cross but Killip was able to claim the ball and nullify the threat. He was. Ross Tutorial who sent an effort wide in the ninth minute and two minutes later, Harry Smith went close to connecting with an excellent Connor Wood cross. I think it's interesting to mention that last couple of games, we've just gone straight in on like the 20th minute with nothing to talk about. Yeah. Interesting first Ten. 12 minutes, manager bounce potentially, but some decent deliveries into the box and lots of, they keep having to work, going close. Yeah, You can tell, a bit of a decent change in, in mentality. And, For once, and pressure. it's us starting pressure. on the front foot. Absolutely. Royal Satoru sent an effort, uh, sorry, Orient keep the pressure on, kept the pressure on in the 14th minute. It was another big chance for Orient as Royal capitalised on a defensive error but ended up placing his effort just over the bar. I thought that was a decent effort. I think he had a yeah. bit more time than what he realised. Took it really early. But yeah. I think it was pretty close but that was from route run football where Vigo just pumped it up the pitch and threw a defensive error. So two got the chance. It was similar to how Stephen had scored against us last week where their keeper pounded up. Coleman made a mistake and it fell to a God knows their number nine who smacked it into the net. But similar to that. Yeah. But at this and point, playing well. Absolutely right. I think if you had a bit more composure and, and, and had put a bit less power on it, that's the top bins and then we're 1-0 ahead. And uh, yeah, to be it's a better opportunity I think you realise at the time to be fair that's a, a sign of a confident striker Correct. as well where he's two in two and he just put his laces through it and it, it, it didn't miss by much to be fair to me yeah that's true 15 minutes on the clock and Hector Kipriani went in the book for bringing down Joe White so let's fast forward into the 34th minute decent chance for Hartlepool as White had an effort struck just wide from inside the 18 yard box I think Rick Figs was beaten there yeah. kind of rooted to the spot and just watched yeah. it go wide 
of the post. So a bit of luck there for those. Yeah, not much else to really talk about. So we're going to fast forward to the first minute of added time. And Omar Beckles went into the referee's book for an off-the-ball coming together with Hartlepool's Omar Bogle. Yeah, 47th minute and second minute of injury time. The home side claimed for a penalty, but the ref waved away the appeals as the half-time whistle went shortly after as Richie Wellens' first 45 minutes in charge of the O's finished goalless. Yep, so Richard J. Bourne tweeted in and said, Sounds positive with more fight. Kipriano and Coleman offer nothing and continue to be the weak link. Credit to Wood and Ruel, who appear to be really up for this. Yeah, good points there from Richie. Orient boys would have to question Beckles' captaincy has almost talked himself into a red rather than take the yellow and move on. Exhibit leadership. I'm sorry, but Hector is a liability. He can't tackle... His poor pass has very nearly cost us. He doesn't mark well at set plays. The attendance was announced at 5,903, which I think is a lot, with just 179 yeah. hardy Orient souls making the trip up there. So fair play to all 179 of you. Hartlepool doing quite well at the moment. They've yeah. been a good run of form. So, you know, there would have been a lot of Hartlepool fans in that building. And we have fair play to those 179 fans. That's an all-dayer. That is, yeah, it's a long, a long day. <laughs> there were no changes for the O's at half-time as we got the second half underway and in the 48th minute there was a huge let-off for Hartlepool as Hector Kipriano got on the end of Paul Smith's long throw but his effort was eventually cleared off the line and fortunately for Hartlepool back into their keeper's arms. I thought Hector was unlucky there. Like, he does everything right, strikes mm. it low underneath the keeper yep. and it's going it's in. had a man on the line. Just on the line, yeah. I think, you know, you, Great can't, you can't really be too... Critical there, Hector. Correct. I mean, he done well there. Click Hillip was certainly earning his wages. This time, Paul Smith got on the end of Woods Cross in the 51st minute. He had a shot, but Killip got down low and quick to deny with his legs. Good save there, Killip. Yeah, and Harry Smith met the ball from the resulting corner, but Killip again denied the O. So yeah. their keeper work it being the harder working keeper. Yeah, it's good talking about a lot of chances here for yeah. the Orient in the start of both halves as well. Just yeah. coming out with the attacking. In, ten, in the 53rd minute, it all could have gone wrong as Bogle was played in on goal. He was played in, but a weak shot went straight at Vigrou. For me, even though we've had the better chances in the match, for me, that was the best chance of the match, the most open chance of the match. All he's got to do is put it on the other side of Vigrou from quite close range. And he scores at, but it's just that little lapse in concentration that was still there. Hector, and I don't want to pick on Hector because there's been a critical tweet of him at half time, and I think there might be a few more critical tweets of him later on but has to do better it has to be a bit more match savvy if you want to say you've got that. to be switched on the got whole time got to be switched on you can't let people you can't switch off when you're in the box if you switch off in midfield that's one thing but you can't switch off in either box because it punishes you yeah we were lucky there to get away with that one but is you know is that a sign of the luck starting to turn around hopefully mm. hopefully it is in the 67 minute first Orient change Paul Smythe came off and was replaced by Aaron Drynan. 73rd minute, and Theo Archibald and Carver were involved in an off-the-ball incident. The referee played it careful and calmed the situation down and sent both players away. What is Theo Archibald doing? Don't Let know. me just make a point. He was sent off two games ago uh, for two stupid yellow cards. He's got an FA charge hanging over his head that we that may or may not have already been given to him. Obviously, the club haven't communicated anything of it. He had until last Monday. To answer it, yeah. Why is he getting involved in silly off the ball scuffs? It's ridiculous. Mm. Theo, calm yourself down. 78th minute in Rio Satui was booked after he collided with Udusina. Frank Nuble came on and replaced Harry Smith in the 84th minute. Yeah, so let's get to the 90th minute. In six minutes of time were added on. In the third minute, Adam Thompson launched a long ball to Rio Satui 
I'd have seen him misjudge the bounce as Satoru forced Killip into a low save that went out for a corner. Good opportunity that. He was, uh, Killip, Killip's definitely earned his money this week. Three minutes later, the referee brought the game to a close as Richie Wellens' reign starts off with a clean sheet and a point away at Hartlepool, which so, is no mean feat. No, no mean feat at all. So David uh, was there. He sent us his interview with Richie Wellens post-match yesterday. We're going to play um, just the first minute or two from it. So here's what Richie had to say to David Dutt. Richie, thanks for joining us. A point in a clean sheet in your first game in charge. What will you have learnt about your new squad? Um, well, a lot. I've watched them obviously the last couple of weeks and I think that was a, a massive improvement. A lot more calmness to us. Um, we've come away from home to a team that have not lost a long time here. Um, you know, Graham's got them playing really, really well. They took a, a team that he's heading to the Championship on, when, uh, on Wednesday to, to a draw. So they're a really good outfit here. Um, and I think the first... 30 minutes, they didn't get out of their own half. Um, my only criticism or a bit of, um, you know, if I want to be really greedy, we need to score in that moment because we have some really good opportunities um, and we've seen little patterns of play that we want to work. Um, clean sheet is obviously really good. And if you would have offered me that beforehand, you know, two days training, a long journey up, then I, I, would, have, I, would, have, um, I would have took it. The players were working hard for you and for each other. Well, to me, that's a given. We've got... 300 fans that have travelled a long, long way that have uh, paid the, the, you know, use the hard-earned money to, to come and watch us and we appreciate that. And the first and foremost that you can give them is hard work. So that's a given. What I did I did see a lot of times is, is really good control of the game. Um, some good footballers. At times we need to be a little bit tidy, a little bit neater. And I get that, but we will get there. Um, but again, both, I thought both sets of players acquitted on a really tough pitch, but um, I'm really pleased with our lads' attitude. So that was part of what Richie Reynolds had to say to David. That the whole interview is on YouTube, but again, I think he speaks really well. He's always talking about the positives from that game. You know, he says where we could have done better, but he's very, very positive, and I yeah. think that's exactly what he'll be saying to the players. I like the bit about you know hard work. Well, that's a given, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, I haven't, right. heard, I haven't heard, I haven't heard an Orient manager say that in a while with such conviction. So. Mm -hmm. Very uh, pleased to hear that. Yeah, speaks really well. Well done, uh, Richie. Right. Well done to Dave. Absolutely. So, the league table after that draw sees us remain in 20th place in League Two. We've now played 34 games. We've just got 12 left wow. of this season. We've won seven, drawn 15 and lost 12. We've got a positive goal difference of plus six and 36 points on the table. I think it's important to note, Scunthorpe, Lost again at home to Colchester, so you've got Oldham. to think Scunfield were probably down. Oldham conceded what a ninety-first minute, yeah, yeah. at Swindon. So we we gained a point on Swindon. Barrow um, didn't lost. do too well. Stevenage lost to Newport. So results around us, yeah, have gone pretty pretty well for us. So you know, lots to be positive about, and that positive goal difference is is pretty much like another point in itself, 100%. isn't it? So that's exactly what it is. So it's. Half glass full here at or an Outlook Podcast Tower. So, Bidding yeah. Ajande, your views on, on yesterday? I'd have taken a point before kickoff, given our current position. A point and a clean sheet is is brilliant for, for, from my perspective, given that Richie's only had really kind of Thursday and then probably Friday morning before they've then had to travel up. He's not had a lot of time to um, get his ideas across. So, from that point of view, I think he's done very well there. He's tried, I think he goes on in his interview to say about. The, the press getting the ball back yeah. winning it when you turn it over was, was quite fun oh, or was it George Ray that may have said that in 
uh, in his post-match. So he's trying to implement small things at the moment yeah. that's going to help give us con- better control of the game. Um, a problem that we've had in 2022, putting away the chances we created, uh, that we create, and today was really another example of us not being clinical enough. We created, when you create, if you're creating loads and loads, one of them is bound to go in by... Um, Hook up crook. Yeah, yeah. And, and just by the odds of that, when you're creating such few chances, you've got to take them. Um, so, you know, in tight games, you've got to be more clinical. So, look, but not to criticise, this is a positive situation for us. He's only had a couple of days, as I say. And also hearing George Ray and Adam Thompson speak about the impact that he's had already in the short time that he's been yeah. here. Now, that could be that could just be media speak, but actually I don't think they would have said that if that wasn't necessarily the case. They gave examples as well. So, yeah, really pleased by this and, and hope that we can at least get a point from the Forest Green game, given the bad run of form that they're in. They've lost three games um, in, the, in their last five, as we'll mention uh, in a little bit later on. But I, I'm feeling more confident that we can actually go to Forest Green, which is a bit of a bogey side for us, nothing to do with the colour of their tops. Um... And, and actually perhaps get something from it. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know, perhaps considered a happy clappy from that perspective, <laughs> but unintentionally. So, you happy yeah, clappy, po- you. positive. For me, yeah, a decent point, I think, Look, looking at how well Hartlepool have been doing lately. Decent point for us. Clean sheet. It's been a while since we've said later on, I've taken a clean sheet. So, delight to see that clean sheet. And that would do wonders for the confidence. And I think, you know, Richard would be going to those defence and the keeper going, they going, well done, clean sheet. Let's have another one again on Tuesday. Really instilling that confidence and he'll be saying to the forwards in midfield well done on creating so many chances let's just be a bit more clinical up front he'll be focusing on those positives and really trying to trying to get their confidence up so yeah really really positive I think like we've said we've got to cut out those silly moments if both will scores that and we're one down it turns into a bit of a different game and potentially a bit of a different podcast and I didn't realise Dryden and Prattley had Covid so obviously wishing them better I mean you know I had Covid and it, it, even though I didn't have Covid it still has taken me a lot longer than a week to get out of my system so hopefully they can come back sooner rather than later back to the way they were and yeah I like what Richie had to say post-match lots of good examples of his expectations and that you know hard work is a given you know isn't it and again mention the fans without being prompted to do so within that answer so very happy with his speak and I I think the only negative you can take is it'd be great to have him on the training ground for a full week where they can just go on the training ground from Monday to Friday and just use all those days to get the ideas across. However, yeah, got, got, that. got a big, big game on Tuesday against a team who, even though they're on bad form, yeah, is still top of the league by a long way. Yeah, And even what could be a bad run or bad night for them, they, they know obviously know how to grind out results, right? Because yeah. they're top and their winning percentage ratio this season is ridiculous. Yeah. So... That will be a tough game. I think Richie will be you know, saying, you know, just let's get a point and let's build on that. I think anything that we get, if we don't lose it, Forest Green Rovers will be positive, yeah. right? Because we're going away to... He's got a the free reign on that, hasn't he? Yeah, I think on that no one, expectation. I think on that one he has because there is an expectation. That's a very, very difficult game. But yeah, but oh, next week against Rochdale, there'll be expectation. Different mentality. Plus, but, he's also got Harrogate away the following Tuesday, so he's got yes, two weeks yeah, where he's yeah. got no, where he's got games midweek. So that is that is a shame. But yeah. you know, if we can go to Forest Green and win, what what a confidence boost! Yeah, you know, 100%. if we go there and win, that's his oh. that's his team talk done for us the season. Well, you beat Forest Green Rovers, we're top of the league. Go and beat Rochdale, we're 18th or 17th, wherever they are. Go, on. Mm. Go and do it. But no, very happy with that. Good point, good clean sheet. A lot of chances created. More encouraging performances than what we've spoken about 
lately, and I thought we've only spoken about two Harlequin chances. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very good. Yep, so those were our brief views on this. Uh, so we had a load that came into our social media accounts. Um, so thanks to everybody who sent... Uh, uh, their views into us. As you will know by now, our social media accounts are sponsored by town and country estate agents who are Orient supporting and very highly successful estate agents. West End season ticket holder as one of the directors is Charlie Paul and he's offering all Leighton Orient fans and staff a whopping 20% off of his usual fee. So if you're thinking of moving, keep it in the Orient family and save yourself a few quid in the process as well. You can call Charlie directly on 07528 Four seven one four nine seven, or you can email him charlie at townandcountrypropertysales.co.uk or you can uh, DM him a message on Twitter charlie c-h-a-r-l-i-e underscore p-o-o-l-e is his handle lovely stuff loads of tweets came into us at the full time whistle just because we read them does not mean we agree with them. Paul Ravens, 39. This is a good point against a team that is excellent at home. It's a point we wouldn't have got before, so I'm happy. Yeah, Gold, 931. Said, good away point. They all count. Well done, guys. I'm beating in March. Chris Cowtoo said, always happy with a point away, especially as Richie and Paul have only had one training session so far. Forest Green had a red card and are having a bit of a wobble. And we're now three games unbeaten. Yeah, I meant to it's mention that. Point. That number 22 got two bookings. The guy who plays next to Ebo, Ebo yeah. Adams. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's going to be suspended for Tuesday, which is another great Touch. thing for us, yeah. Dave Reichard, David Reichard, 80, said, a much-needed clean sheet to give the defence a bit of confidence. Still need to take these chances to get out of this position. On to Tuesday now, and hopefully another point or three. Yep, Joe Jessner, 16, said, that was a much-improved performance. Definitely could have won that one. Horrendous pitch to the point of almost being game-ruining. Freddie, LOFC, said, did okay there. Alderman Stevenage losing was good. We battled well, and he's only had one full training, so we'll have to take it. Yeah, SR Barber, 1986, says that was a better work rate. The game was there to be won, and I think we edged overall. With a better central midfield, we probably would have won. Shrimpy, underscore boy, said, don't rate Hector and Coleman in the middle of the park. Not that Prattley offers much more either. Need someone who can make their presence known a little more. Thought Wood and Thompson performed well out wide in defence though. It's almost like a, well, it's a new beginning, isn't it, for players who were probably on the outskirts like your Thompsons and your Wood who are under pressure. You know, a big, big chance for them. A big performance is needed and some squad players now will obviously get the chance with two games in a week. It's, all, it's like a new beginning mm, in I effect. So I feel sorry for Dan Moss. Who was brought in in January? Who was started a couple of games and then not even in the squads. Yeah, but he might, you know, he may get his chance. You never know. Football's well, a funny old game. All being well, Alex Mitchell will come back in a week or two's time. But Good obviously, point. in that time, we've still got two, maybe three games before he comes back. Yeah, the point. Um, so yeah, I think I think he'll be back in a, a week or two's time. I don't know how his recovery is going, but um, I hope I hope it's going well, and we wish him a full and speedy recovery with that. But yeah, you got him to come back, and will he slot straight back in? Yeah, and point. if so, where? Well, it doesn't seem like it's five at the back anymore, does it? It's no. four at the back, so you're taking one central defender out. Yeah, good That's point, right. Mr. Bidlajande. Fenty Howard, seventy three. So that was a scrappy game, but we had the better chances. Three games unbeaten, and our five points from relegation thanks to Swindon. So not a bad day for Beckles. Looked a lot more sure today. Nada underscore 1987 said, respect the point, clean sheet as well. We really need a window from somewhere. Yeah, good true. Point. Yeah, Ian David, one, two, three, four. So that was a game of two halves. The first half, nothing to shout about, but the second half, it seemed with fighting spirit and unlucky not to score. Good goalkeeping prevented us 
However, loads of positives from the performance. Loads to build on. LOFC underscore Ed said a good point. Quality was poor from both sides, but we actually worked hard. That's all we can ask. And I was pleased to see some hard work today. And well done for making the trip, Ed. Yeah, well done, Ed. The occasional one. So I watched it on the stream. We won't go down, but you can tell he has installed something. Everyone has up their game. That's the new manager bounce. Yeah. Dave KS007 said, from the commentary, it sounded like we matched them. And created chances. So much improved. Yeah, 1881 will. So I'm pleased with this and we could have well won it, but we are really uninspiring. The slow build-up is frustrating. Midfield Dynamo is desperately needed. Hartlepool chips from the monkey snack bar have gone downhill since my last visit, which was equally disappointing. I'm sorry they uh, disappointed you there, Will. (laughs) Email their customer services. One, Adam Conway said, A solid point and much improved look and feel to the team. Great to see some proper direction and positivity from the bench. A shame it wasn't four games ago, as we could be safe. Orient Anna said, great to watch that post-match interview in which Wellens came across as personable and open and also that interview with Ray. Positivity from both, but like what you said earlier, mm. uh, the play wasn't as bad as it had been, certainly in the first half. Anyway, dare we dream that this may be the start of something good. Sunshine LOFC said, had chances and on another day one of those goes in. We looked to have more football in us and it was nice to see a clean sheet. Coleman was much improved from last Saturday. Yeah, the authentic gas. have got to look at a point there as a positive and helping us to be a tiny step closer to safety. Fully behind Richard to turn this around and save us. Got to be allowed to bring his own plays in for next season. Brant Rucker SC said the defence looked better. Richie Wellens went with experience at the back and knew how to limit Bogle, Hartlepool's most dangerous man up front. Richie Wellens knew how to defend him after coaching him. Different game without that. Immediate positive Oh, that's a good point. I didn't put that together. Uh, he was at Doncaster. Yeah. Yeah, good point there. Peter Foreman too. So much improved individuals who look lost, such under Kenny, like Thompson, and especially Wood, who was my man of the match, looked revitalised. Midfield still looks lightweight, but better finishing and a little bit of luck will be okay. Penultimate word this week goes to Gorillas 1985 who said, I'm beaten in three. Players playing for Richie Wellens after one training session. Any points against Forest Green will be a bonus. Then, more training sessions for a win against Rock- Rochdale. I feel a positive podcast. Don't put the curse on it. <laughs> and the final word this week goes to Lawton Gams, who says, cautiously optimistic after that. Not a great game, but formation and tactics were decent, and we deserved the point. Not much of an attacking threat, but feeling more confident about staying up after today so do you agree with any of the tweets that we've read out or even our views let us know what you think you can tweet us we're at or in outlook on twitter you can email us or in outlook at outlook.com you can dm us on instagram we're or in underscore outlook underscore podcast find us on uh, facebook just search or in outlook podcast uh, we're not on tiktok we're not on snapchat and that's about it i think we've covered ourselves uh, plentifully with Facebook, <laughs> uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram. So thanks to everyone who got into has got in touch with us. And again, sorry if we've not read your tweet out this yeah, week. Yeah, and if anyone's uh, listening for the first time, Mr. Wellens and Mr. Terry, those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook Podcast. We don't use any other tweets that we are not mentioned in. So the Carol Langley Florist Prediction League. Then a time for an update. But before we do, the sponsors of this. Carol Langley, an established local business in Chinkford, specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. They sent me a beautiful bouquet of flowers uh, for my wife Sarah on Valentine's Day that went down very nicely and 
Don't forget, Mother's Day is coming up in less than two weeks. So if you need a bouquet, if you need a bouquet, get in touch with John and the team. You can find them on social media at Carol Langley E4, or you can find John at Essex Beer. So out of all the predictions we had last yesterday, well over a hundred. There was only one that was correct, my friend. So well done to Julian Cabby, 0-3, who shied away from his two-all uh, prediction to go for nil-nil. <laughs> so he got three points. Well done to Julian. That means the top of the table is unaffected as Wadsey still leads the way, looking to become the first prediction league double winner. So a bit of history being made up there. Wadsey, 20 points, 19 mm. points behind him. Dan Alton, 2590, and Leighton Ori on 18 points behind them. Nino underscore Barona on 16 points behind them. Parksy1881. And thanks to everyone for all their predictions yesterday. That's absolutely right. So let's move on then to Sunday the 13th of March. Today, as we record the podcast, the ladies team were in action against Rose FC. And we're absolutely delighted to be able to tell you that they won 4-0 with goals from Catalina Grigoris, Leanne Bates got a brace and Liliana Almeida got the fourth. So well done to the ladies. I think that means the ladies are now top of their league. They weren't as of today, but that win has now taken them to the top. So well done. So fantasy football update at 53 minutes. Time to wrap this bad boy up. And Jack Merritt is top of our fantasy football league. He's got 2,039 points. Had of Patrick Ganey on 1,949 points. I think this is done. I don't think anyone's going to catch him. I've had a bit of a shocker. I'm in 183rd place out of 315 players. Time for positives. And negatives of the week. So I'll do the positives. In four positives this week, two negatives. First up, new head coach has been appointed. We were crying out for it last podcast. We finally got one massive positive. Second positive, unbeaten in three games. Though. You know, we haven't won three, in three games. However, three mm. draws, nothing to be sniffed at that. Third positive, clean sheet. I can't remember when the last Leighton Orient clean sheet was. So I'm delighted to see we got a clean sheet in that one. I think it might have been the Port Vale nil-nil game because I think we pretty much lost every game. Uh, since then so first time since early January so lovely to see that and the last positive maybe the biggest one positivity and confidence restored not, not just among the players but amongst the fan base yeah. as well at the O's so those were the four positives but two negatives yeah just the two that we found this week the amount of Covid cases that seem to be uh, around and in our squad not helping us well, obviously we've had Drynham missing for a couple of weeks now with or a couple of games now with, with Covid and Darren Prattley yesterday uh, and obviously, the, the the biggest elephant in the room is that we still have not won in twenty twenty two. As we sit here, nearly in the middle of March, <laughs> yeah. uh, we haven't, we still haven't won. But I think our next win is just round the corner. So fingers crossed that we come talking to you as a positive next week. Absolutely. As one of them being our first win of twenty twenty two. I like it. It's the time for the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. This week we didn't think it was right to put it up on Twitter. I think we were both unanimous. Uh, speaking before the podcast, so the Carol Angley Florist Hero of the Week is it's Richie Wellen. Well so done, well Richie. done. He's only been at the been job two days. <laughs> two days already taking the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. So well done to Richie. So next week's fixtures and they keep coming thick they and do. fast. Two next week. First up on Tuesday, the fifteenth of March, we travel to League Leaders Forest Green Rovers, top of the league. However. Like we said, a bit of a bad run. They lost 2-0 at home to Bradford on Saturday. Out of the last five, they've drawn two, lost three. They got a suspension for this one after their central midfielder 
sent off yesterday, so a good time to be playing them. Yeah, arguably. Then on Saturday the 19th of March, the next week Saturday as we, as we record this, we're back at home. We've got Rochdale, who are two places and three points above us, but their goal difference is nowhere near as good as us. So if we win, potentially could go above them, uh, depending on how results yeah. go midweek. They drew nil-nil at home to Barrow this weekend. Uh, they've lost, in their last five, they've won one, drawn two, and lost two. So they've gone on a bit of an indifferent form at the moment. So potentially a good time for them to come to us and possibly a good time for us to be playing. I think it'll be loud, Brisbane Road, next week. So. I imagine it'll be loud. There'll be lots of um, chanting and singing. And I think Richie will get the boy, uh, the fans directly behind him from the off. So two big fixtures coming up for the O's. And before we finish this one, don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around... Visit AJF Plastering on Facebook and Instagram or go and look for big ads with a ZLOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and your rendering needs. So that is it. We're under an hour for the Yay. first time this year, I think. And, so that, and we're smiling. And we're smiling and we're happy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for episode 277. So, Dio's finally got someone in the building this week as Richie Wellens was appointed head coach on a two and a half year deal and was instantly saying the right things and getting the positivity out amongst the O's fans yet again. And his first game didn't go too badly as his Orient team travelled to Hartlepool United and got a hard-fought point with a 0-0 draw. This week sees two tough fixtures coming up for the O's and hopefully when we're talking about these matches next week we'll also be talking about our first win of 2022 and the first win of Richie Wellens' reign. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a five-star rating. We've not had a five-star on iTunes in a while, probably as, as long as which Leighton Orient have been on a winless run. So we're stuck <laughs> on 94 on iTunes. So please give us a review and make it at least 95. We'd love that. And you can also rate the show on Spotify. We've got 18 five-star ratings on Spotify. Thank you very much. Climbing week on week. So you're listening on Spotify Go to Rate Show, give us a five stars, that would be lovely. And as to your favourites on any other platforms that you're listening on, and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as they are uploaded. We are also on all smart speakers, and we are also on the Fan Hub app, which is a great app, so make sure you're listening on there if you are on Fan Hub. And if you have an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum, or a new Orient fan, the Wellens family, or the Terry family, grab their phones, download it for them, and don't forget to pass the pod. So we are back with episode 278 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need and we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's